Welcome to Rerun, the podcast where we talk about the best episodes of our favorite TV shows. I'm so excited! Hi, Amina! Hi, Dory! Today I have Amina So, who also hosts the podcast Call Your Girlfriend, which you should all be listening to. Yes. And we are going to talk about daria today uh i'm so excited about this this is the best we're talking about season three episode five the lost girls aka one of the best episodes i had a really hard time picking that episode I wanted to talk about and realize that Daria is such a stellar show because every episode really stands on its own. And this was my top contender along with the one where Quinn is really fake deep. But let's go with this one because it's amazing. Why did you choose this one? Well, one of the reasons I really want to talk about Daria is because when I was learning English, there are only two TV shows I watched religiously and it was Friends and Daria. Obviously not concurrently, (laughs) Um, but you know, when you're an ESL student, you have to take what you get. How old were you? I was 15, 16, 15 probably. And uh, I was so fascinated by this aspect of American life, this like very sullen, monotone teenager. And I was going through the whole thought process of who am I going to be in my American English self? And... Daria was somebody I deeply, I deeply loved, but I didn't always identify with. Sure. The the whole family and the whole concept of that show is something that I was like, this cannot exist anywhere else but in this country. And I was, I was very excited about that. (laughs) This episode is also great because it's so, uh, it's such a good look forward to some interesting internet culture and magazine culture. And who knew? It's like, it's basically like one big prophecy. So I guess like we can talk about what the episode's about. Yeah, let's talk about the episode. So Mr. O'Neill, our favorite teacher in Lawndale, enters Daria into this contest. And uh, lo and behold, she's... A the, writing contest. Into a writing contest. And lo and behold, she's the winner. With and an essay called My So-Called Angst. <laughs> angst. I mean, so angst. good. So, 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 so good. And uh, Daria's obviously not thrilled. And the prize that comes with winning this is a day with uh, the editor of Val magazine, Val herself, (laughs) who comes to hang out in Lawndale. And it's a disaster, like predictably so. So one thing that struck me about the portrayal of Val is it seemed like someone with deep personal animosity towards Val had written this episode. So obviously, like, we can just put it out there. Val is obviously Jane Pratt of Jane Magazine. Somebody at MTV just had to have it out for her. It is so pointed and so personal. And honestly, until I rewatched it a couple of years ago, I had forgotten that it was based off of her. And by this point, like, Exo Jane had launched. and right. <laughs> which is like Jane magazine on steroids. I know, right? And this whole, and I think it's like such a good indictment of this whole culture of, you know, like, women who, like, don't want to grow out of their teenage years. <laughs> and it's like, who knew Daria knew that was coming? So I want to play a little clip from the episode. Oh, my God. What clip are you going to play? That! 
Well, welcome to our home. Oh my god, it's perfect. It's so real. I am so jiggy with my idea of spending a day with a typical Heartland teen. And you, you must be my brilliant Daria. Actually, uh... Over here, Val. And then I said, do you think it's easy being a wunderkind? And Leah was like, yeah, I know. And we just sort of soul bonded and head clicked right away. And I gave Fiona my lyrics and she was like, Val, you are so wise. I am so glad to know you. And Noni and Drew said the magazine has to be you so everyone can know you like we do. And that's how I started Val. We're young, but wise, edgy, but full of heart. Like me, Val. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. We're young but wise, edgy but full of heart. So that's the other thing in this episode that's great is all of the jargon that Val uses. She just uses edgy in like the most problematically like problematic way all of the time and Daria just sees right through her. That's like the fascinating dynamic, right? It's like here is this teen who is supposed to be relating to Val magazine and she is just like cut the bullshit. I know. Well, so I don't know. Even like taking a big step out, I think that this episode is really weird in like the time that it sits in with MTV. Mm-hmm. At this point, like MTV's moving out of a lot of the stuff that we loved and going into doing that, like all of the weird reality TV programming that's like coming. And I honestly like cannot believe that this episode ever aired on MTV. Like just knowing what was the the dynamic that was going on at the network. And it's obviously, like, such an indictment also of what that period of MTV stands for. Just exploiting teenagers and um, (laughs) thinking that you're relating to them, but not really. Yeah, and, like, and Val does the exact same thing. Val does the exact same thing and also fully doesn't understand teenagers at all. It's like, oh, for somebody who works at a big national magazine, you're very self-absorbed and you are obsessed with youth culture. But... Then again, maybe that's what it takes to run a big national magazine. Like, who knows? <laughs> right. Well, and so I thought another thing that was really interesting is Sassy has been held up as this thing from the 90s yeah. that, like, if you were if you were a cool girl, you identified with Sassy. And, like, I love yeah. Sassy. I was obsessed with it. But, like, this is kind of introducing this alternate narrative of Sassy. <laughs> yes. And saying, like, you were all being co-opted. You just didn't realize it. I never um, read Sassy in the Sassy years because, you know, outside of America, hashtag. But do you remember, like, how you even encountered it? Like, what, you know, like, what made the difference for you? Why was this the magazine that you were reading? So I I should say I subscribed to pretty much every teen magazine. Like, I subscribed to Seventeen. Dream Woman. I subscribed (laughs) to Teen. I subscribed to YM. And I subscribed to Sassy. Like, it was... It was just in the pantheon of teen magazines, but I think you very quickly realized that this one was different. Yeah. And it seemed really cool. But I loved teen magazines as a as a tween. I started subscribing to them. I think as I got through high school, it I wasn't reading like YM and I wasn't eagerly awaiting my issue of YM every <laughs> no month. More, no more Tiger <laughs> yeah, Beat in exactly. high school. Exactly. Okay. But the thing about Sassy that I do remember is I remember girls bringing it into school and like wanting to talk about it. So there was this community around it that was really real. But I think it was because we all wanted to identify as the quote unquote type of girl who was a sassy girl. Yeah, it's like that whole idea about role models. I'm like pulling up because I remember this part of the um, 
when Daria asks Val, What do you mean pushing yourself as some kind of role model when all you care about is how you look and what celebrities you know? Aren't teenage girls screwed up enough without you foisting your shallow values on them and making their lousy self-images even worse? Now look here, Missy. I mean, what are you, Dar, a teacher? I am a role model. I'm in touch with the teen within. Why don't you get in touch with the 30-something without? Your readers aren't going to be teenagers forever, unlike you. I mean, I think Burn! that's... I think that's the first, like, truth bomb on That TV, is the sickest like, burn. Right? No, I, like, remember that so well. And also, the thing that this whole, like, interlude, like, just really illustrates is that Val realizes that Daria is not as cool and, like, awesome as her reading of her is. Yes. And Daria is, you know, like, realizes that Val is just a really jaded 30 maybe 40 something year old well there's that there's that one part where she says she's basically like okay you're unpopular but you're still cool right <laughs> and Dara's like no <laughs> i mean and that's the thing that i still think about like to this day it's like daria is obviously like cool to me but never in the show it was just like a very outsider like very unpopular had very few friends and you know like nobody who's a teenager wants that Obviously, those right. people grow up to, like, prosper in college, like, clearly. But when you're, like, 14, that's that's not the thing you want to hear. No, and I think, I think what Sassy Magazine was brilliant at doing was identifying cool girls who still wanted to be popular within their, like, alt world, you know? <laughs> so, like, it wasn't like they were trying to appeal to true loners. No, it's true. This this conversation's getting so hipster runoff, but it's true, right? It's like it's like when do you identify like what alt is to you and when yeah. do you cross over there? Right. And what kind of long game are you playing? And like, when you're I was 14, playing a very long game in, in like in high school. I was not. I had no I, idea what was happening. I like did not care about any other teenagers like read of me. And I was um, I was like popular in high school. I was definitely popular, but I just didn't give a like can we say shit on this podcast? Yeah. Didn't give a shit. Thank you, BuzzFeed. But yeah, you know, like, Daria the same way, except that sometimes it, like, definitely got under her skin, you know, that she, that people didn't like her or that she was really misunderstood. Do you think it bothered Jane, her one best friend? No. So I think that Jane actually way better adjusted than Daria because that you know the other thing with Daria is that you know the mental health issues <laughs> there like Daria is obviously a very anxious a very anxious human I think it's like in the very early episodes the scene where she just like curls up into a ball and hides in a box and I'm like oh you're not just cool you like need an out of van like this is what's going on here do you think that a Jane Pratt like character could emerge today Oh, man. I feel like the Jane Pratt's of today are, just, you know, they're like very alive online. So I don't know that she did. She needs competition. But I, I think that they're there, right? Like, I mean, I feel like the New York Times style section essentially does this like once a month where they're like, here's what the teens are up to. Right. But their audience is not teens. That's fair. I think that's the difference. And like Rookie is mostly made by teens. And Rookie is amazing. Yeah. And in reading it, just realized that, like, that's what I wanted when I was a teenager yes. was a magazine for teens that was made by teens as opposed right. to this aspirational adult magazine. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what Sassy was. It was 
it was not made by teens, even though there were there was always like one issue a year, I feel like, where they let like readers like take the, it over. They're like the interns are making this yeah, issue. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um so I read Teen Vogue a lot because Teen Vogue is like square in like my spending habits then where I feel, you know, I'm like, I have the disposable income of like a nine year old with a rich dad. So I can <laughs> buy things in Teen Vogue, but I can't buy things in Vogue. And Teen Vogue makes me, you know, like it makes me like mildly happy. I was like, oh, okay, this exists. There's like, you know, you get some career advice, you find out who Lord is, you, <laughs> I think that they go through like great pains to make people feel that um, there are young people that are involved in making it, even though those people are probably like college age. Right. Oh, that's a really good point. You know, but I think that like in the, in the tween magazine world, that's about it. Well, most of them don't exist anymore in print. Like most of them have been, have been, have gone out of business. Like, L girl doesn't exist anymore. Cosmo girl doesn't exist anymore. Who Most knew? of them are no gone. Mo- there's no money in the like teen girl publication market. But Tiger Beat still exists. What? Yeah. They were the ones that made all the centerfolds, right? So I guess you can have and, like, like 20. 14. Yeah, yeah. So you can have like 20 Justin Bieber like right. centerfolds. Like that stuff will always sell. Totally. Man, that's so crazy. It is interesting to watch this episode as someone in her 30s. <laughs> Yes, tell me about it. You know, who, I mean, the site that I work for is very young. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, you do wonder sometimes, like, I hope this doesn't seem inauthentic. And I think for me, the key has been to just write for my, like, cohort. Yeah. Like, I don't try to write for 15-year-olds. Yeah, you know, the thing that's really interesting about that for me is that I don't know any 15-year-olds. Yeah. They're probably in this corner of the internet that I don't understand. I I try to like keep up with the teens on, you know, on Tumblr, but every once in a while they just they lose me and also like they got older. So I like literally don't know what an actual 15-year-old is up to and I don't think of your site as that young, you know, but I guess Yeah. I guess that's, you know, like compared to the rest of media that's true. And especially like the specific section of the site that you you edit, I the reason I like it so much is because I feel that it actually speaks to the 30-something-year-old woman. And Thank maybe you. that's just me projecting. Um, no. You know, but it's I'm like, this is... I publish I like, things I want to read. No, totally. I'm like, this is my sensibility. <laughs> like, thank you. We've, we've all grown up. We've all grown up here. Um, yeah, I just... I'm not around, I'm not around teens. And even when I watch TV, I don't think that any of that is geared towards them. You know, like MTV right. hasn't particularly aged well. I love VH1 because they produce the best reality TV out there. <laughs> but so, that, but those you know, reality but I, but TV shows are not for teens. Exactly. Those also aren't geared towards teens. So it's like, where are the teens? Are they watching TV? Are they I reading think the on internet? Snapchat. That's it, right? Like yeah. somebody's making like micro content for teens. Yeah. They just don't consume what we're consuming. I think they're on Snapchat and Tumblr. Oh my God. We're all Val. We're all Val. Yeah. Well, you know, I did feel a pang of empathy for Val in this scenario. Wow, tell me. Well, you know, I think what I saw here was a deep fear of her own mortality, which is something that I think, I mean, I can certainly relate to. I don't want to speak for you. But, um, (laughs) you know, she's so terrified of getting older. Like, when someone says like that she's 28 and she's so clearly older than that but then (laughs) she's like wait do I look 28 and that like as a woman getting older I think that is a very sharply pointed 
bit of dialogue that is a little bit poignant, even though she's such a dick. <laughs> she is. It's so hard to reconcile. I mean, I'm turning 30 very soon. And I think last week I had my first like, oh, this is this is older now. <laughs> and like somebody said some like dickish thing to me. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm a younger person. I'm like, Oh, that's okay. I'm like, okay, like we we're turning the page on that, you know, like on this decade. But yeah, I get that. You know, the, the thing that stands out so much to me, though, is just how so self absorbed she is. Totally. And that makes it really hard to relate. It's somebody who is obsessed with teens and obsessed with youth culture, but doesn't actually know how to talk to them, Mm -hmm. but knows how to talk to other adults in a way that like sells shit. Well, and ultimately it's all about her. Yeah. Like the piece that she ends up writing. Yes. Is (laughs) about the loser who she met at Lawndale. I know. And then just all about her. So it's like using teens in this extremely narcissistic way i know the other really good part of this episode is when daria's father like asks he's like you know like really up in arms about like what edge means yes after val just like like she just like keeps dropping the word edgy and he asks daria what it means and daria goes off on this rant that's like you know top five tv rants and she's like as far as i can make out Edgy occurs when middle-brow, middle-age profiteers are looking to suck the energy, not to mention spending money, out of the quote-unquote youth culture. So they come up with this fake concept of seeming to be dangerous when every move they make is the result of market research and a corporate master plan. Jake, honey, is this mint in here? Yeah, fresh brig! So what is also funny about this speech to me now is I Googled the woman who voiced Daria. Oh, yeah. She is now a vice president at Comedy Central. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. So it's just like we have come full circle. Like Daria has grown up to be a corporate person at, at one of the networks that owned you know that is owned by Viacom that's so <laughs> which that's so perfect you know but even like Daria's whole personality is calculated you know and I think that that's what puts her at odds with Val at some points too because she mm. realizes that her own uh our favorite term like personal brand is you know it's t- it's still a choice that she makes it's a hard it's the hard one but you know this is what's going to set her apart from everybody else at school let's talk about Val and feminism Well, so, you know, my read on Val, which is very accurate, BT dubs, (laughs) Val's the kind of woman that like calls herself a feminist, but she's also a trendsetter. And all of the trends that she propagates are basically more or less like consumerism. (laughs) So, yes. And also by this. So Jane magazine started in 1997 and this episode came out in 1999. And Jane was much more consumer-focused than Sassy was. It was like, yeah, it was like owned polish, by Fairchild. Nail polish, yeah. that kind of so stuff. So it was like, Popularity and, and Jane. Jane. Yeah. <laughs> but they were still telling you what lipstick to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this felt like a real indictment of the idea that you could have a feminist mainstream 
women's magazine. Yeah, I mean, and we're we still have that same struggle now, right? With a lot of magazine, like you see, a lot of the women's mags are rebranding. Like Cosmo is suddenly like really into politics now, and, right? Which I love. I I have like honestly really enjoyed the rise of Cosmo into this like you know like women's behemoth, but also. Like, I always joke with my friends that the recurring, like, Cosmo think piece is always the, like, put a scrunchie around somebody's dick. <laughs> like, ah. piece. I'm like, they recycle that one at least, like, every four years. And they're like, here's another way to get pleasure. You know, but then for, you know, oh and then God. now they're writing about, like, women's veterans and, like, all of, like, all of this amazing stuff. Um, you know, like, Mary Claire is, like, more than, you know, like, more than just a pretty face. Like, all of that is happening. But they're also trying to sell you nail polish and dating and... And all of that. So Val's also, you know, is that she's she's the kind of woman that would tell you that, like, you know, that like being really self-assured and like wearing like all of these cosmetics is really empowering. And while I agree with some of it, it's still something that you have to really be critical of. Yeah. And I think it's something that you can't just accept at face value. Yes. But I guess that's how you sell magazines. I think we figured it out. <laughs> we have. We let's are the next quit. editors of Cosmo. Let's quit this. And we're starting Dory Magazine. And it'll ah. be great. My first issue, I'm going to go to a high school and find <laughs> so. the coolest teen in America. <laughs> yes. As handpicked by their teacher. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, uh, this was amazing and so super fun. And... I just want to talk about Daria all day with you. Na 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 na. <laughs>